You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, and welcome back to the Oz Network for episode number. What is this? Ten, nine? Are we jumping ahead of time? Episode number nine of the Amazing Race Canada, uh, which I think is episode number six or seven for us recording. We had a couple of double ones in there. But we're back. There's no non-eliminations this week. It should be a fun one to talk about. Uh, my name is Colin, and uh, as my wife just encouraged my co-host to get a snack, I'm hoping he's back now. Uh, joining us, as always, is Rossi, whose skills at cleaning a stable are surpassed only by his skills at squeezing his own orange juice, which I heard him do in the background without him telling me he was putting me on hold. Rossi, thank you for joining us. And What are you better at, cleaning stables or squeezing orange juice? I think I'm better at bidding on horses. <laughs> Uh, not auctioning horses, you'd be better at the bidding. Yeah, I was I was confused. I didn't understand. There were hands flying everywhere. Yeah. I think just putting your hand up to say I want it is better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know. this. Boy, can we just get into it right away? Um, Rossi, how did you feel about this episode? Um, well, one thing that I thought was really interesting as we got to the end of the episode was we finally broke halfway on the teams. Mm-hmm. Because up until this point, we had five teams eliminated, five teams still in the race. And we're on episode nine. I don't know why I think that's just crazy to think that there are, we only just got rid of the ha- past halfway. Um, anyway, uh, episode, I didn't mind it that much. I mean, I was already, I already knew the outcome before I saw it, but. You mean it was spoiled for you? Yeah, I was already spoiled. I didn't spoil it, did I? No. Okay. Not you this time. Um, but, so, I don't know. There was no, like, let, like dramatic, like, who's going to be eliminated for me? So I'd, maybe that was in it. It was just kind of an all right episode. I still think that we've had a worse episode on this season. Yeah. But this, this was fine. Um, yeah, we definitely have had worse this season. Uh, I don't know if this was great, especially since I think we're coming off of a string of several really strong episodes. Uh, I'd say at least the last three uh, were what I'd consider. I know we rented one or two of them, but last three were probably among the strongest of the season. And I know I kind of mocked it going in. Uh, what could could ever come out of Saskatchewan? Uh, anybody who thinks I'm being particularly mean. I'm from Manitoba. That's our rival. It's like Ben making fun of New Zealand, which maybe he shouldn't do as well. So, uh, But come on, it's Saskatchewan. <laughs> I don't know. This was... This episode was saved by the teams, and I think this is what has saved this season for me. Because all around, I think the race has been planned pretty poorly this year. The challenges have been lackluster. The teams have saved it for me. We're lucky that we had so many great teams where we had a lot of good one-liners and fun moments. uh, Because I don't think the challenges held up this week. And that's been my main complaint. And I mean, the location certainly didn't help either. It's Saskatchewan, seriously. But um, maybe a few good moments throughout this. Uh, also, I feel like there was a little bit too much going on in this episode. Like, I don't think we needed all these extra little BMO challenges and uh, route infos. And I said at the beginning, what good could come out of Saskatchewan? We know one thing, Corner Gas, uh, the greatest show ever to air on CTV. Sorry, Amazing Race Canada, Corner Gas was able to hold up for six seasons, not four and a little bit. Um, but that's something only Canadians are really going to care about. Overall, I wasn't really thrilled with this episode. 
Um, it's definitely not as bad as uh, some of the more recent Amazing Race US seasons, but I definitely think that uh, the best days of Amazing Race Canada were in those first three seasons, maybe even the first four. Uh, maybe we'll get to some opinions next week on where the season's holding up, but we're going to kind of breeze through this one here because I had the flu this weekend. I was nauseous for the last few days, and I don't want to talk with Saskatchewan any longer than I have to. We're off to Regina. We just saw Panama. Great city, great country, great double signs, and now we get to go to Regina, and everybody's very excited about it, and I don't know why, because even in John's introduction, talking about the glory and the, the majesticness of Regina, Saskatchewan, we see fields and a long, empty road, which pretty much sums up the majority of Saskatchewan. A uh, little bit of confusion here. Maybe as you pay more attention to the little things on the race, you can uh, explain this a bit better for me, but... 460 US dollars for us to go to Canada. Now, I'm guessing that this is the currency they use in Panama City because I can't imagine that the US dollar is what they would give people coming back to Canada. Uh, have you paid close enough attention on the race to know whether they're giving them local currencies or is it on the US version? It usually is US dollars, but I don't know. What's the general rule of thumb when you're traveling? Do you use local currency, or is this just some odd thing out of nowhere? Maybe Panama won't accept anything other than U.S. dollars. I think it's weird that they didn't have Canada loonies or toonies on hand. Because <laughs> um, it's like, normally when you go somewhere, you get to the airport and you change your money out. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be spending money. Unless some countries most... A few countries just will still take U.S. dollars. But, like, I thought that was weird. Actually, I didn't even notice it. Yeah. I, until you said it. But, uh, whatever. I don't really care too much about what they're spending. It, it's something that struck me more than anything because as they said that, I'm so used to them saying, you know, dollars on your BMO whatever card. Uh, this time it's just you have U.S. dollars. It must just be something in Panama where they can't accept it. But... Then I thought to myself, well, what do they need the dollars for when they get back to Regina? They don't have to pay to go into any of these roadblocks. It's not like the old days of Amazing Race uh, where you would need money for, you know, even staying in a hotel. Sometimes you have to stay in a hotel overnight. That doesn't really happen anymore. Um, and also no cabs. I mean, that's the downside of the product placement of Chevy this season is that there hasn't been a lot of driving with the, the cabs this year other than when they are in Panama or uh wherever Cinorama is taking them to Beijing. Um, so I guess once they arrive in Canada, they don't have to pay for a single thing. Uh, plus this Regina, I don't know if they accept currency or if they just trade goats. Uh, <laughs> canola oil is the currency of Regina. Um, we'll talk about canola oil a bit. Let's start here with the BMO challenge of the season. Uh, I'm uh, can we just, wait, wait, listen, mm -hmm. can we just not even... Can we just Can not we? And we just we? move on? I have more notes no. on this than I do the majority of Regina here. <laughs> the BMO Challenge. Uh, this must just be some sponsorship thing. I, I maybe missed that at the beginning because I was laughing too hard at what the first challenge of this episode was. This, to me, screamed more of Saskatchewan than anything else. Is like, you go anywhere. You know, you go to Cornerbrook and at least you can find Swirsky's, the famous comedy club. <laughs> Uh, you go to Panama, you find two signs, you find, you know, uh, tons of great stuff. Uh, you, you go, I can't remember where they found the surfing, but su some places have surfing. What does Saskatchewan have? They have Douglas Park Elementary School, <laughs> where you get to hand-squeeze orange juice for the kids for breakfast. 
could they have come up with when a... it's probably like lunchtime or like in the afternoon or something well, they like... depart at 11 a.m i think they said from panama so i mean this is probably closer to the end of the day if anything i i don't know i wasn't paying too close of attention but yeah i mean they're waiting around for who knows how long could this challenge have been any worse like this was this wasn't the <laughs> battle kids waiting all that time for breakfast yeah exactly it's like they get there at eight in the morning and they're like there until like three in the afternoon not eating not drinking it's but... okay kids have a nice glass of canola oil to tide you over until the racers get here uh, this one wasn't like bad bad like some of the challenges later on this one was comically bad i kind of enjoyed how bad this challenge was uh any thoughts to add on orange juice squeezing at douglas park elementary school i thought it was so annoying i was over it in two seconds like i put in my notes i was like i hate this woman i hate these kids like get me out of here um, look at this regina has driven rossi to hate children <laughs> this is how bad saskatchewan is and i thought it was so weird that these like like almost like a shining-esque moment as all these kids are like pointing for the teams to go this way like they're like go this way go this way run 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 and i was like that is this is really weird like i just wanted the whole thing to be over and then it was so awkward that, like, Sam's like, Paul did a really good job squeezing the juice. Like, he's great. It's like, what? No. Just get me out of there. I will say that is hard. Like, have you ever squeezed juice like that before? Like, old school style? Yes, but, uh, like, not in a rush. So I don't know if the time crunch yeah. made a difference. Yeah, that must have been it. I mean, I can't believe we're talking this long on orange juice. But I, I remember in the sixth grade... Um, and where was I even going then? I can't even remember what school I was at. I went to like a different school every year. Whatever school I was attending, Cullicut, Cullicut Elementary in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Well, why didn't they go there? <laughs> it could have. It would have been more exciting. Uh, I mean, the, uh, the one thing I will say with them going to Regina, I mean, what else is there to see in Regina? So for these kids, like, this is better than if Sidney Crosby had come with the Stanley Cup or whatever. Um, but I don't know. I, I had a, I wouldn't think you would call it a cooking class. It was sort of our Fridays in sixth grade. The morning was taken up with, I guess it was like a cooking class. And then in the afternoons, we'd watch movies, basically. It was kind of fun. It was the last few months of the school year. They ran out of material or something. And we had to squeeze our own juice like that. And it was brutal. I mean, granted, I was like 11 years old at the time. So maybe uh i'm remembering it as being harder than it really would be but like nothing about this challenge should have ever been televised like this is something where i mean bmo needed an extra product placement and they because there's no canadian dollars used on this leg they're like well just have them squeeze some orange juice that fits the bmo brand um one fun moment on here team giver you can always yes. rely on team giver <laughs> I'd love to have me some giver kids one day. <laughs> Find me a giver woman, give her real good to her, and give her some giver kids. Um, I love that he said it's hard to find a woman that wants to have t kids with Team Giver. Uh, Rossi, do you know any women out there that you could hook up with Team Giver? Um, I don't know, but I'd have to find someone who'd want Team Giver. So, like, both, like, what? Yeah, exactly. I thought that was so weird that they said Team Giver instead of, like, each like th that thought that was weird like is this one woman for both of them like maybe they're from saskatchewan maybe that's where we had the, the uh, geography wrong on their home city uh yeah that was funny i didn't even notice that it's like you got to marry team giver if you want to procreate with us <laughs> uh, there was a funny moment my wife was not pay she's paid attention to the majority of the season but um she was uh, putting on her makeup didn't have her glasses on she's completely blind without her glasses and when she heard them say that, she goes, oh, that's not nice. It's like, 
these guys aren't that bad looking, are they? And I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, isn't at least one of these guys attractive? And I'm like, which one? She goes, um, I can't remember. And I'm like, is it the mustache or the no mustache? She goes, uh, I would think no mustache, but I'd have to see them again. So she's saying, no, that's they're not too bad, but yet she can't even remember which one has a mustache and which one doesn't. Uh, for the record, it was the no mustache one. Which one is that? Is that Kenneth or is that Ryan? That's Ryan, right? Ryan's got no mustache. Yeah, Ryan, you would have a better shot with my wife if she wasn't married than Kenneth would. Uh, Kenneth, if you shaved your mustache, maybe. But she honestly couldn't tell you which one when she wasn't wearing the glasses. Um, yeah, I, I love... This was my favorite. I, I think the episode was all downhill from the elementary school starting to say Rossi. Uh, all right, so after this, that's basically all they had in Regina. Um I love the directions that they got before they were getting to, uh, what, what's the city they're going to? Rulo, Saskatchewan, home of, I guess this is the filming location of Corner Gas. We'll talk about Corner Gas in a second, Rossi, because you're very confused by my profile pic right now. I love the directions that they're getting. Uh, Bert, <laughs> I think with Karen and Bert were asking, it's like, the guy's like, e, you could probably take this to Albert. And then I think that goes to the number six, and he just trails off. And he's like, all right, good to know. And they just walk away from this guy in mid directions. Um, this guy has no clue where he is right now. <laughs> I don't know, directions in Saskatchewan. It just seems like just follow the dirt road, which is basically what they did. Uh, detour, we'll talk about this here. Cart or horse, Rossi? Does it even matter? Uh... No. No, this was awful. Um, sorry, this is the worst detour of the season. A little bit of fun, I think, could have been had out of the horse because it's an auctioning one, but, like, they've been so strict on so many challenges, and here, I mean, they were strict with the fingers and not the people who were sitting there, like, giving no energy. Team Giver was dead during this. Uh, Rossi, let's go with the polls here. Which one would you do, cart or horse? I would have probably done cart, just because I was really confused as what was going on with the horse. Like, I didn't really understand the whole premise. Because, like, I just thought Ivana was waving her hands all over the place. I was just like, what's going on? Yeah, the judges, I think, had no clue what they were judging in here. Um, you can't blame them. They're from Saskatchewan. But <laughs> I'm just trying to keep up with the slams on your neighboring province here. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think the cart one, Sam and Paul, that was the only point in this episode where they were really behind. And they had to do a detour, but like they seem lost in that. I still don't know what the cart challenge was supposed to be. It involved canola oil. Um, Rossi, is canola oil big south of the border? Maybe. Do you, Maybe do you have canola oil? Like when you go and you're looking for your cooking oil, what are the options you see on the shelf there? Because here it's canola oil all over the place. And they have a lot of olive oil. Yeah. Um, vegetable oil. Mm -hmm. And then stocks. That's what I can think of. Not a lot of canola oil. I mean, I don't know. I haven't thought about it. I, I don't think about the oils. <laughs> I'm trying to get a gauge on how big Canada is south of the border here, because who knew that canola oil was actually means Canada oil? Uh, we see these and feel like I'm making fun of Saskatchewan, but we probably grow just as much canola here in Manitoba as we do. Uh, in Saskatchewan, at least for what the, the province has produced. I guess it's right up there with the two. Uh, my wife and I are going to be driving out of town to the big metropolis of Morden, Manitoba tonight to go to the last drive-in movie theater where you can hear more about our escapades on our coverage of The Dark Tower uh, episode review and Rough Night coming in a few days. 
But we will always drive past fields, and then she's always asking, what, what is this one? What are they growing in this one? What are they growing in this one? And I swear, it's canola every single time. It's unmistakable here. Um, that's basically all there was to it, was just running some machinery and running over some canola. We didn't even see them do it. Like, I swear, I maybe I was zoning out, but did we see anything other than trying to start this big tractor or whatever it was? We saw teams doing the barrel scooping, like... They had a wheelbarrow and they had to throw it in the trough. Did we? Okay, I zoned out of things. It, it was like seconds. Like we saw like a clip of every team that did it do it once, and that was it. Yeah. Well, I I zoned out a lot in this episode, um, and maybe it well, was more Sam and Paul I was zoning out of because the one funny thing I will say is that when the detour does come up, which we'll talk about in a second. When I saw Sam and Paul at the auctioneer one, I'm like, did they finish the canola one yet? And did they, I don't even remember them seeing themselves detoured. So maybe there was bad editing or maybe I just couldn't have cared less. Uh, canola, not much to talk about. Anything about the auction challenge. This one was a little bit more fun just because there seemed to be a bit of a challenge to it. Even though, again, I have no clue what the rules were or the, the prerequisites were for this. Uh, Rossi, any fun moments in this one that you can pick out? Um, I just thought it was funny that um, if we think about the whole... Um, like all the pe- teams doing it as a whole. So we had four teams do it because mm-hmm. of the U-turn. Yeah, that one guy was buying four horses yeah. for six thousand each. <laughs> so like he spent a lot of money on this on this leg of the amazing race. Mm-hmm. Um, but like there was not much going on. I was still confused. Like I've like had no idea what the the guy on the the person on the bottom was doing. Like they were just pointing. And saying, yep, yep, yeah, yeah. And they like, didn't even all just... say, yep. Like, uh, I, I can't remember who it was. I think it was um, uh, Team Giver when they were there. They were saying, you have to say, yep, you have to say, yep. And I only know that because I watch Storage. Are you a big Storage Wars fan? Yep. Yep, okay. No, I just wanted to say, yep. <laughs> I mean, if you watch Storage Wars, you know how these auctions go, and you know, yep is kind of a catchphrase, but. Uh, not everybody said that and even with the finger gestures like i swear they were saying you have to be counting how many it is and i was watching ivana just sort of waving her hand around i didn't even think she was doing anything i I don't think the judges knew what they were doing in this one and you pointed out something that's kind of becoming a little bit annoying to me and maybe this is something that's been going on for years and i just haven't noticed it maybe because this is a bit of a slower season i'm picking up on some things but a lot of these like audience plant challenges where the people who are involved in it are clearly just there and they've probably done this all all along but maybe it's just we have a lot more challenges now with people involved from like the puppet show you know and this it's just every single time there are people involved especially when there's like an audience there it's just it takes some of the entertainment of the challenge for me because i know that these people are just being coached along too and we didn't have the hecklers here I, i miss the hecklers i wanted some of these you know, Saskatchewan farmers who have nothing else going on in their lives who just get some auction rage going on and start screaming at Andrea because she's holding on that. I said I bid 2100 and start screaming. Like, let's get some... Like, I've watched Storage Wars. Like, these things are heated. Show some personality here. Uh, Has this something that's been going on a long time or am I just now picking up on these planted people in all of these detours and roadblocks? Um... I don't know. We'd have to go back and do a a deep dive in a, any Amazing Race season because I'm sure they have it on every season. Um, maybe it is this one because like we're picking up on it every single week. Cause not and even maybe subtle. specifically this like season. Yeah. Because like I think that there are times when they have other people involved, not necessarily in the like these shopkeepers that are like 
like last season on the U.S., there was that challenge where you had to get the, the chicken and the vegetables for the soup or whatever. I don't remember what specifically. Then you have, um, like, Olive saying, yeah, that money's good at here, like, and things like that where they're not, like, skits that they have yeah. ready. Yeah, like, these plays, I think people are playing a part. Like you said, it's the same guys buying the horses every single time. Like, it just didn't work. Yeah, it was two ninety nine, two ninety nine. And I, I actually was thrown off the first time. Maybe it was because we weren't seeing, like, you know, personality like these people were acting in the challenge. Or maybe just because they're all so lifeless in Saskatchewan there. <laughs> that, uh, ooh, such a good one. Ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, but I thought it was real for the first auction. I can't remember which team it was up first. And when they were bidding, it was also because there were only three bids, and it just sort of ended, and I think it was Team Giver, where they're sort of like, oh, is that it? Is that it? Where I'm like, well, this is going to be cool. We're seeing a real auction, and I guess it wouldn't make a difference if a horse doesn't get any bids. But I was kind of looking forward to that, where we would just throw them into something, and you don't have to sell the horse for... Like, you didn't need to have a planted audience in this one, I think is what I'm saying. You could have had an auction just go on. No auction's going to go for more than two minutes. So as long as you're doing it properly... But then I guess there's the issue of, well, you have to do the auction part properly. So it's a tough challenge, I understand, but uh, I, I just, maybe they could have had some variety, have the horses go for a different amount of money, not every single one for the same price. Um, what... I, just, I think that the challenge was kind of a flop just because there was no other way to do this kind of challenge without being a skit. And there's nothing else that you can do in Saskatchewan. I, mean, I can think of lots of things you could have done. We'll get to it in a second when they get to Dog River. But, um, yeah, it's just... This was the more interesting challenge, which obviously we saw with the, the polls. Well, we had some fun polls this week. Are we ever going to have a race, uh, leg of the race without a good poll here? Um, but yeah, I think that's all of the legs have, had a good, have not had a good poll. Well, let, let's jump into the speed bump here. <laughs> Here's the best poll ever. What is your favorite poop speed bump? <laughs> we actually had a poll on what is your favorite poop speed bump on the Amazing Race, where we had this. Uh, up against the season two searching for moonshine one which i vaguely remember i don't remember it that clearly um rossi did you ever think a day would come where poop would be a pull on the amazing race um i mean there's it's just down the toilet at this point <laughs> <laughs> these polls are so getting weirder and weirder they are so it's scary. pretty soon like what's your future destination you want to see on the amazing race it's going to be like mars um <laughs> Like Antarctica or your sister Saskatchewan. Like, <laughs> like at this point, we're like getting into the weird territory for polls, and I'm not sure if it's gonna come back up. Yeah, and, and the funny thing is, is that this poll finally get one that's kind of lopsided. Like it's fifty-fifty basically, and fifty-two percent of the people voted for this challenge over the season two one. But that was before they'd seen the challenge. <laughs> like what was the season two one? What's that? What was the season two challenge Searching again? Searching for moonshine? Are you looking it up right now? No, I'm trying to remember it, but I don't. Yeah, I, don't, I, I vaguely remember um, something to do with moonshine in season two. I don't really remember the challenge. Maybe that's why 52% of the people voted for it. I like, I don't know what this one is, but I can't remember the other one. I know what I'm watching right now. Um, yeah, better polls will come, though. Uh, after this, we get a brief stopover in Dog River, which, really, the place they're going to, Rulo, Saskatchewan, was the filming site for uh, a TV show called Corner Gas, which every person in Canada knows right now because it is the highest-rated TV show, and it's the highest-rated Canadian TV show of all time. Um, 
Oh yeah, I, you just caught something here. <laughs> we'll get to that, that at the end of the episode. You caught that as well. Um, all right, so uh, um, Corner Gas, not just the highest rated Canadian TV show of all time, but the highest rated comedy of pretty much the decade in Canada. Uh, for a few years, I think it was the highest rated TV show period in Canada. Like this show was enormous. This was like the Friends or the Seinfeld here in Canada. In fact, the finale of Corner Gas, uh, which ran for six years, which also is unusual because Canadian shows all run for five years. Like it's just mandatory. You shut it down after five years, no matter how big it is. Corner Gas after the sixth season ended, sixth season finale was, I believe, one of the top five rated scripted TV shows of all time up there with the Friends finale and the Seinfeld finale. It's that big. And it was all just about a small town, a gas station in a small town in the middle of nowhere. And that's what this is. Rossi, I could tell by your reaction to why is my profile pick funny that you have no clue what Corner Gas is. Nope, don't care. It did air in America. I did some research because I wasn't sure. And uh, I know I'd seen it at some point. But uh, do you get the network WGN? Another thing you apparently don't get, WGN. All right, so Rossi's dead silence means no. Um, it aired on WGN in America. Uh, here in Canada, huge. The show's amazing. It spawned a movie, which you should know, Rossi, because when we covered Amazing Race Canada Season 3, we saw, uh, or I think we talked about John Montgomery had a cameo in the Corner Gas movie that came out a few years ago, which also was fantastic and had one of the greatest endings ever. Ooh. Uh, so Corner Gas, very big for Canada. The one good thing that I come out of Saskatchewan, I love Corner Gas. I want to do, I will do Corner Gas. You want to put it up, you put up anything, Rossi. I'll give a similar bet to you. You put up any episode of any TV show you want for a random rewatch, upcoming random rewatch, and then we'll do Corner Gas Season 1, Episode 1. You think about what you want to make me watch. Um, okay, deal. All right, we got a deal here. Uh, this one didn't end in me having to watch a Madonna film, so that's a benefit here. And I know whatever Rossi comes up with is going to be less revolting than Madonna and Swept Away, coming soon to the Oz Network, unfortunately. Um, here's a poll about who you would U-turn. So this is a, a decent poll for once. Still completely lopsided, but it's it's a valid question at least. Who would you U-turn? Would you U-turn the physical threat, uh, a mental threat? I don't know, what is a mental threat on The Amazing Race? Can you um, figure that out? Like, who in the history of Amazing Race has been a mental threat? I have a Survivor one for you. About who's a mental threat on Survivor? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Alicia from Korong. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that, like, whole scene where she was like, I'm a mental giant? Oh, yeah. I'm just trying to, I was thinking back to that. Yeah, I completely forgot about Alicia, but as soon as you said Alicia, I connected the dots. Uh, let's hope this is the last time we talk about Alicia from Korong. Rossi's all time favorite. I remember you loved Alicia. You had a profile pic for about six weeks in mourning. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, the the mental part didn't make sense to me. But then they had the most annoying team. Now, we know we've seen teams do this before. Just you turn somebody because they're annoying. The last one, Revenge. This is where Canadians are liars again. Um, nobody voted for Revenge. I think it was like 2% at one point. And we know that's what all the teams go for. Like, what was this week's U-turn? Uh, or, um, yeah, the, the W-turn, at least we had one go for the the physical or mental, whatever you would call threat. But what was this U-turn but revenge? And what would all the teams do but they'd go for revenge? Like, let's be honest, Rossi, if you're on the race and let's say you are in the same position as Team Giver, are you going to be U-turning a team because they're a physical threat or are you going to be U-turning the one that U-turned you before? 
Um, I'd probably go for the annoying team. Yeah. Well, who's the annoying team at this point? Um, Giver. Giver's the annoying team to you? Uh, no, well, they don't annoy me, but like if I if I was there, they'd probably annoy me the most. Yeah. You feel? Okay, well, again, we did say that. I mean, in small doses, we think they're great. We don't know where they're... Like, we're watching an edited, like, yeah. TV show of them, and I'm sure they're great. Like, I don't, I don't... I love them on the show. Like, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But, like, if I was there, and, like, I was doing the... Some annoying physical challenge, and I hear, Giver! In the background, I'd be like, oh, my God. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm kind of leaning towards Sam and Paul being the annoying one, just because I would be... Screaming like, just do something, show some emotion, smile, laugh. But yeah, but you're saying that from the edit. You're not saying that from there. Well, okay, you're telling me that the edit is more um, positive for Team Giver in that we're we're missing the bad stuff with them, and you honestly believe that the show at this point is going to be showing the boring parts of Sam and Paul and leaving out the entertaining parts that I'm looking. No, for. I'm not saying. Not saying that they're. Editing out, like, I, I, I feel that the, most shows go for a general sense of who these people are. Yeah, and generally, I'm just I saying that, probably aren't. you know, I'm sure they're boring, but I'm saying that, like, when you're there, you're not thinking, oh, they're boring because they're not doing anything for the show. You're thinking, oh, they're just regular people. Like, they don't really do much. Like, I, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, like, not considering that annoying. Regular people that don't bother me. Yeah, well, like nothing versus someone who annoys me. <laughs> uh, let's let's play it this way. Uh, name the most annoying team in the history of the Amazing Race that you would, if you were racing with them, you're like, I'm you turning them in a second. Jonathan Victoria. Yeah. Okay, that's funny because I I would have said Charlotte and Marina. <laughs> uh, no, I lost. Would you be able to deal with them on the race though? Uh, yeah, for Charlotte and Marina, yeah. Yeah. Um. Would you U-turn Tim and Tim? Uh, I would U-turn them, yield. <laughs> I would crash in their to their car, like, uh, anything to stop them. Uh, we won't mention it on air, um, because I can't really, for a certain reason. But shout out to Tim and Tim this week for my brief brush of fame with them, I guess, uh, that they have no clue about. And Rossi's uh, response, which we also won't mention on air. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, I'd love to have Tim and Tim on here. I don't, I don't mind them that much. Uh, all right, so the U-turn, is there really even much to talk about? Like, I feel like especially a double U-turn should be such a major moment where there's a lot of drama here. And I said I kind of zoned out and didn't even see the teams realize they were U-turned. Like, did they make a big deal of it? Or was it, was it like, not shown? Was it another one of these three-second and you miss a thing? So I was blinking. kind of, like, not really talked about too much just because it was kind of obvious what should have happened mm-hmm. like i like i don't disagree with any of the decisions made on the u-turn yeah and i just thought it was really interesting that the teams that are normally like at the back of the pack like the top three teams to get to the u-turn board were giver Corey nirvana and karen and bert who are like the three weaker teams mm-hmm. and they were the first three there and i just thought it was really interesting that it was finally flipped where the teams that are usually behind are the ones u-turning yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that there was really any way that this week was going to work out. You know, we mentioned that way. The only way that this really works out is if you have the drama of a top team. Like, if Sam and Paul had 
finish second last even, I think this is, plays out a little bit more dramatically. But, like, let's be honest, they're a team this U-turned, and they ended up in first place. So, really, how are you going to edit this to make them underdogs once they have a U-turn? So, no real fault in the race. Well, the show's not been saying that they're underdogs at all, because every team's been like... Well, no, I know that, but what I'm saying is, when somebody's U-turned, that makes them the underdog. You're like, how are they going to get out of this? Well, when Sam and Paul are U-turned, and then they breeze through everything else on here... Is there really any point to building the drama and making them? Oh, yeah, jokes? yeah. True, true. Yeah. Uh, Adam and Andrea, on the other hand, I mean, that's oh, heartbreaking for me. Um, I'm sure for you, too, when we get to our predictions at the end here. But uh, what, what? it's sad. Uh, after this, uh, oh, I did also like... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. You just, hit, you just reminded me of something. Uh-huh. This episode, I noticed that Adam looks kind of similar to someone that we have seen on television before. From a different show. Um, it's not RuPaul's Drag Race, is it? <laughs> no. Can you give me a hint? Can you mention the show? From a show that Ben does not like. Ben doesn't? Impractical Jokers? Yeah. Which Impractical Joker is your... You're not going to say Sal, are you? Yeah. Doesn't he remind you of Sal? Thin, yeah, well, no, you said that and I get it. Uh, probably about 100 pounds lighter, but yeah... <laughs> No, oh, I no, like I just the face. I was like seeing it when he was doing the auctioning. I was like, because I could only see his face, and I was like, kind of looks like Sal. When he gets upset too, and he has those upset looks, it kind of looks like Sal freaking out a little <laughs> bit. Uh, oh, we can't wait to. Rossi found a good episode for us to do for Practical Jokers <laughs> rewatch, which will of course lead to Swept Away with Madonna. We're sorry, everybody, for wasting your time on this podcast. Um, Following this, uh, Team Giver, I love that they're like, this is revenge. Like, they got really dramatic into it, and then, of course, nothing really happened. Uh, they get to go to Moose Jaw. I have nothing bad to say about Moose Jaw, um, other than the fact I just think Moose Jaw is the funniest name for any city. Uh, Ross, you got to compete with me here. Like, I'm living in the prairies in Canada. You know, this is the equivalent of living in, like, I don't know, North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, uh, Ohio, who knows? It's like the Midwest in the United States. It, it's not great for scenery. Uh, it also has a lot of dumb names for cities. Can you compete with Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan for a dumb city name anywhere in your region? Um, Gassy Jack? <laughs> Is there a, there's no Gassy Jack, New Jersey. <laughs> Gassy Jack, wherever they were on the first leg. I just I want the confirmation <laughs> that there is some city around New Jersey, wherever, that sounds as bad as either Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan or Flin Flon, Manitoba. I'll look it up. Okay, you look up dumbest names in New Jersey. Uh, I will say the one thing I, I will make mention of is I've been to a lot of small towns, and even though the names aren't as dumb, oh my goodness, you drive through North Dakota and Minnesota. I'm going to lose more listeners. You drive through small towns in North Dakota and Minnesota. Um, it, it's 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 worse than anything you'd see on Corner Gas. <laughs> I remember the first place we stopped in Minnesota, the first time driving through Minnesota for gas, and the gas station attendant is coming in. 35 minutes late after the store is supposed to open and it's only mid-november there's not even snow on the ground yet and i asked to use the washroom like uh sorry our, our plumbing pipes froze I'm like it's not even mid-november how does that happen um small towns better names but uh yeah terrible small towns. and i got one you got one okay here we go i stalled long enough go possum town <laughs> possum town is that new jersey Yes. All right. You plan a road trip to Possum Town, New Jersey, and find some canola or a horse or something like that. 
I'll find some kunas. Yeah, some kunas and boss them down. Uh, and I will one day go to Saskatchewan and uh, ask for directions to Rulo. Uh, I think I'll give I'll give honorable mention to West New York. West New York, that's your way of competing with Flin Flon, Manitoba? Well, uh, honorable mention. Okay, honorable mention. West New York. <laughs> Possum Town's good, It's funny. Possum Town's good. Uh, I can imagine that's on the cuisine there in Possum Town. Uh, Moose Jaw, Ooh. what do they have in Moose Jaw but Chunky Soup? So we've already run out of attractions <laughs> you can see in Saskatchewan. That now we have to build... A maple leaf out of chunky soup can. The pride of Canadian lore, Colin. Is Campbell's it, a Canadian it, thing too? I have... No, the maple leaf oh, okay. fills Canadians with pride, as John said. <laughs> um, as does Campbell's soup. I mean, is Campbell's soup uh, popular there? It's an American thing. I don't know why it's here. It, it's headquartered in Camden, New Jersey. How far are you from Camden, New Jersey? Far. Oh, you gotta go. To the head of Campbell's no. Soup. Yes. And ask them to build a maple leaf out of... Ask them to build a possum out of Campbell's Soup cans. Anything. Oh, no. I'll, I'll do... I'll build a model replica out of Campbell's Soup uh, <laughs> of the corner gas. Yeah, you build the corner gas gas station out of Campbell's Soup cans next time you're trip to Camden, New Jersey. Um, um, yeah, chunky soup is... I don't know. It's good. I can't eat any soups because they all have gluten in it. But, um, Rossi, do you have a favorite Chunky Soup? Um, Give us our Chunky Soup Can of the Week. Chunky Soup Can of the Week is the Chevrolet Bolt, which comes with all the <laughs> steering. And... At least our facts are back here. <laughs> um, okay. So, the, the, I, I, I want to say, though, as bad as the product placement is here, I like that we had a challenge that was challenging, <laughs> and it's not just awkward. <laughs> Groundbreaking. Yeah. Um, there were some big disasters here. I love that the teams showed real emotion when their castles of Maple Leafs were collapsing. Um, sorry, I'm very distracted here watching the U.S. Open right now, Rossi. Are you watching the U.S. Open? No, I'm trying to podcast. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm just very distracted. There's a great tennis player on right now. Um, let's go on with this. Moose Jaw, Chunky Soup. Um, okay, so... Was it challenging enough? Was it entertaining? Did this make up for the bad detours we saw? Um, yeah, I think it was a good... Like, I didn't mind the product placement. Maybe because it was, like, a new thing. Like, it wasn't, like, another Bima or another stupid drive-a-car-in-reverse challenge or something that we get. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt new. It felt fresh. I was I was okay with it. Mainly because there was actually some sort of issues with it. It wasn't, like relatively simple mistakes that people were making it was like kind of catastrophic mistakes that were made which i i love mm-hmm. uh but again because the first team that went through it was sam and paul and you watch them like breeze through this i'm assuming oh this is gonna be another easy challenge and i've kind of checked out of the episode so again not something that's like the fault of production but i lost interest in the challenge before it really got good so by the time it got good i'm like oh well this is a little too late you know i wasn't really too did the episode anymore yeah i mean i guess it depends i mean it, the one thing that's hard with the amazing race is predicting how well people will do yeah because um, you can never know if a challenge is good or not until the teams actually do it and there's no way to backtrack and say ah, rewind it we're not gonna do that challenge like mm-hmm. 
it's set in stone at that point. Um, at least in Survivor, they can do a lot of test runs. Here, it's hard to determine how well two teams are going to work together yeah. or whatever. No. Uh, another poll, would you U-turn a team who already had a speed bump? 91% said yes. Uh, there was the option on there that, that that's unfair. Um, <laughs> is it really unfair or is it smart? You're it's guaranteed- uh, rewarding the weaker ones. Yeah. Uh, like, who... Uh, I don't even want to talk about the polls anymore. Um, Wait, let's move on. Let's talk about soup. Let's talk about soup. What is your favorite chunky soup? That should be on there. Uh, they go to Crescent Park. I like the directions to Crescent Park. And again, I can't remember who was in the game, but here we get another really great direction given in Saskatchewan. Oh, you're way off. Uh, there's a great line. Like, I guess at this point it was pretty obvious... And this was one of these episodes where it was clear that the editing was building a lot of tension that probably wasn't there because there's no real, uh, no real clear, obvious example here of who's in the lead and who's in second, and who's in third. But when you have Andrea saying something about when and Adam's getting stressed out about the fact that they're behind or whatever, and they have to do the the second half of the the detour after the U-turn. It's like, don't worry, it's like, Court of Honor, these people get lost all the time. There were a couple of slams like that they had about the bad navigation of Corian of Honor, which only makes it sadder how this ended. But, uh, yeah, I love that one. Oh, you're way off. This guy's good. Um, they check in at 15 Wing and Moose Jaw, home of the Snowbirds. Um, Rossi, have you ever been to an air show and seen the Snowbirds? Are they big south of the border, as big as canola oil, maybe? Yeah. They do a canola oil routine every year. <laughs> The, uh, the air show salute to canola oil. I would love to see that by the Snowbirds. I, I think a missed opportunity again. I love when we hear these great check-in points and I visualize something that's going to happen. And I was visualizing like the planes flying overhead every time somebody checked in. And then we don't see any of that. It's just, it was kind of a letdown because they actually had something cool in Saskatchewan here. In Moose Jaw of all places. And look at how they wasted it. Uh, Sam and Paul, they were, uh, first team, well, I guess we have to get to the roadblock still. Oh, do we have to? Uh, <laughs> still downhill here. Uh, beekeeping challenge. Uh, I guess another great poll, would you do this one? And pretty honest, I guess 23% of Canadians are afraid of bees, even though they got protective suits, because 23% said no, they wouldn't do it. Rossi, what was the sense in doing a beekeeping challenge where... Much like so many of the ones we've seen this season, the thing that they have to spot, you can't watch them spot. So, like, how was this fun for a viewer? Uh, any anything to add on this one? This was just total. Bad. I kind of like the challenge. Like it was, I like the challenge. It didn't make for good viewing. Yeah, that's my problem. But I like, I like the challenge. Like, I thought it was actually pretty challenging because a lot of the people were like, "Oh, is that it? That's it? That's it? No, that's just another one." Yeah, no, I'm totally with you there. Um, because because. This was very much like the Chunky Soup one. <laughs> it uh, it had a challenging aspect to it, and it changed the position of the teams a little bit. You know, there was shakeups there. I will say, I don't know if these judges knew what they were doing either. Uh, I If I were there, I just randomly would have pointed, oh, is that one there? Because their gloves are so big, they could be pointing anywhere. So the whole time I'm thinking, what are they pointing at? And I don't think I spotted one Queen Bee the entire time. They could have zoomed in on the Queen Bee and I wouldn't have been able to spot it. Could they should have done the little uh, like circle. Yeah, or the, that would have helped. The, the things when they're like, I can't find the clue box and then you zoom in on the clue box <laughs> in the background or something. They should have done that because it would have been a lot more helpful. Could you spot the Queen Bees? I saw the last one that 
Andrea found, but that was it. Yeah. I, I couldn't even spot that one. But no, it was impossible to me. Um, this is the point where I'm like, I forgot Sam and Paul were even in this race. Because I didn't remember seeing them finish either of the detours. Uh, Karen and Bert... Okay, so we'll get through all the teams here. We'll, I guess we'll do a quick rundown of them. We might as well. Uh, there's nothing else to add here other than, I guess, the race to the finish. Um, <laughs> this was the second moment, and this was my star-making moment of the week. Andrea is my new favorite character. Uh, after a slam earlier... Where she said, uh, it's okay, Adam. It's like, Corey and Ivana are probably on their way to another province right now. And then they immediately <laughs> cut to Ivana saying, what's a hangar? Is that like a building or something? <laughs> My favorite moment of the entire season for both Adam and Andrea and Corey and Ivana. Um, so let's go through the teams here. We finally get elimination. Let's start with number one, Sam and Paul. Anything to add on them? I don't really have anything to add. I forgot they were in this race even when they checked in first place. They're the most. They're the only team that's won as much. I I know. Are they the only? Yeah, them and Giver the only teams to win. Like, here's the thing. It seems like a lot of fans this season just want a team that's won a lot. Like, I usually don't want the team that's dominated to win. I liked and I love Justin and Diana, but I like that Justin and Diana lost their season because it makes it unpredictable, and you realize you can't. It's it's the same way if you're gonna win you know, 75% of the legs, well, you still lost the other 25% of the legs, and the race is just about getting to the end and winning that last one. But there are a lot of people out there who are watching this season who seem to think that if Sam and Paul don't win, that this race is bad just because none of the other teams are as competitive as they are. But yet those same people that I'm seeing comment that Sam and Paul are the most deserving to win will be like, yeah, but I don't like Sam and Paul because they're boring. Like, I feel like if Sam and Paul win this, I'm disappointed in the season because I want a fun team to win. I could care. I honestly could care less about whether a team has won a lot going into it. I just want a team that, that I like, that's entertaining, that's competitive and fun to watch and that improves the race to win. And I don't feel like Sam and Paul have given me any reason to want to watch this race. And I don't dislike them. It's just I don't find anything to like about them. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I don't... Dislike. I don't know. I just don't dislike them like you do. Um, but I don't dislike yeah. them. I just I don't I I don't see what there is to be entertained by them with. I mean, yeah, they're not the most entertaining, but Are I don't they know. The least I, entertaining I, is the question. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I don't my I. Let me think. We have who we have left. <laughs> Five teams, and you have to think about who is less entertaining than Sam Paul. Yeah, I guess by default they're the least entertaining, but mm-hmm. I don't think that they're unentertaining in the way that you do. I think that there's I think that there's good like like we're actually getting to know the characters and the people and they've gotten the most story about like this whole medical thing and everything. No, I, so I don't I, know if they've got the most story. Maybe not the most story, but like I feel like we've gotten a lot from them. Yes, it's not like wow drama, wow entertaining, wow like giver, like giver. <laughs> it's not that, but I think I don't know. I, I'm not too against them. All right, um, Kenneth and Ryan, they had a fantastic leg. This is the perfect balance of them being over the top uh, while also being decent at the race, while also kind of stumbling and making mistakes. And I, I just I've always said is not the over-the-top personalities I like so much about Team Giver. I like watching them fail in a funny way. 
And even when they did as well as they did in this one, coming in second, the fact that they U-turned a team that ended up beating them, I love watching them fail because they don't get upset about it, but they're also just like, oh, that was really dumb. Like, <laughs> they're, they're fun to watch when they lose. I love Giver. I love Giver. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they were really good this episode, and I, I thought it was so funny when they did the, they were doing the horse challenge, and they're like, this person needs to memorize it, and then Ryan like looks right at Ken and is like, that's you. Yeah. <laughs> because la- like a few episodes ago, he said Celine Dion was the president of Canada or something, <laughs> so he obviously doesn't do well with uh, memorization and exams, so. Yeah. Um, team number three, Karen and Bert. Okay, I love Karen and Bert, but there was a moment this week that really made me scratch my head where uh, they're celebrating their third place win. And I I guess you don't really think about it that much when you, there's only five teams left. I'm like, and we did that with a speed bump too. Well, <laughs> first of all, there's only five teams. And second of all, two of the other teams had to do the second half of the detour. <laughs> so we did this with a speed bump coming in third. Uh, I don't know if that was the most impressive thing, but still my favorite team. And I'm, even though we both predicted them to pretty much be gone at this point, I'm glad they're not. And with the way this Final Four is shaping up, the way I'm afraid it's going to shape up in the finale, I will welcome Karen and Bert winning this whole thing, whether they were non-eliminated or whatever, uh, just because they're such a fun team and they're the type of team like you actually do want to root for because they seem like, like you want to see them win. Um, I have a comparison for them and another team. Okay. I don't know if you'll like it. All right. Um, so I think that there's a comparison to make between Karen and Bert. Don't say Charlotte and Myrna. No. Okay, good. And London and Logan. No. How Because so? in this episode, Karen said, John's like, you're team number three, you're on the podium, and Karen's like, that's the best we've done. And then last season, they said that, London and Logan said that when they came in whatever position. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that doesn't give me hope for them. London and Logan, yeah, they were fine throughout the whole time, but they never excelled. Yeah, and you knew they were, Karen Karen found, you knew there was no way London and Logan were winning it. And that's probably no. what we're going to get with Karen and Burr. And the, I don't even see them at this point making the final. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but... Anyway, that's the only reason I compare them is because they're both teams that never really kind of came into their own and did well. Like, the honest truth is, this is the highest place they've had. They have finished better in that they've finished, like, in fourth place when there were more teams left. But at the same time, even if you look at that, they've always sort of barely finished in the top half. Uh, They've never even been really in the top third among teams. So it would be a a big shock if they did win, but I, I don't think anybody would be complaining if they won. Uh, next up, Corey and Ivana. This is the team I was hoping to lose. I don't dislike them. They've grown on me throughout this, and every single week I feel like I'm mentioning something about Corey and Ivana that I like more, which is more than we're getting out of Sam and Paul. But I just, oh, I was so disappointed with Adam and Andrea not uh, moving forward, I guess, that I almost felt that I, I left this episode angry at Corey and Ivana, and I probably shouldn't have been, but I was upset at Corey and Ivana. I'm like, oh. I really, I just want them to lose. I want them, I want them to get kicked off the race. Like, like if, if they if they get injured and have to be medevaced, I'm fine with that. But I've probably gotten it over a little bit now. now but I don't Jeez. know. I, I was very upset for a while at Corey and Ivana. Um, they've definitely gotten better. I like their their edit now seems to be more focused on these funny things that make them kind of 
your perennial second last place team? You know, what is that? I think hanger? they're like the the breaking. They're like the break the fourth wall team. Yeah, if that makes sense. Like they're the the ones that are like are so ironic and so like self aware at this point. It's like yeah, we suck at navigating, mm-hmm. and we know that we're not good at that, but we can do a challenge. Like any physical challenge, we'll do it. Yeah, and it's like and then Andrea saying I, they're probably in. Out of so and so province right now, like, <laughs> which like I wouldn't have doubted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they made their way somehow back to Panama at the end of this challenge. <laughs> you wouldn't have been surprised. Uh, let's we'll get to our facts on the end. But how disappointing is it to have Adam and Andrea? I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm extra disappointed just because I really thought they could win this, or because I really just got on board with them the last couple of weeks. Um, Rossi. Are you sad to see them go as a team or just sad because we both predicted them? This is, I guess, the only prediction we'll get to this week. We both predicted them to win this thing only a few weeks ago. Did I say they were win? You, you predicted them to go first, to be first and win the race. Okay, I, I, I forgot that. Yeah. Um, uh, it was sad to see them go. Um, usually, like, it's kind of weird that normally when we have two really strong teams, we have, like, the all, we have, this time we have the all-male team and then we have, like, the mixed team. And, like, at this point, usually the all-male team gets eliminated. Yeah. Like, so the normally at this point, Sam and Paul would have been eliminated. But, nor- like, it's kind of reversed this time. But I I, th- I finally, like, the Anna and Andrea grew on me as the season went on. Like, I was so over them in the beginning, but they really grew on me. And they, even though there was no drama that I knew they were going, it was still, like, still sad to watch the episode knowing that they were going to eventually leaving if anybody um, can hear my baby in the background is so upset by adam and andrea leaving that he's been brought to tears um which means we'll have to wrap don't worry up. don't worry casper all-stars <laughs> yeah he got really upset at that he doesn't like the idea of all-stars apparently um no i'm very sad to see them go uh you mentioned something let's let's give our slam of the week to the ctv amazing race canada website um i mentioned that i had a kind of a funny thing with the website that was corrected uh it seems to have gone broken again rossi you messaged in the middle of the episode and i mentioned it on air why don't you tell everybody what happens when you click on andrea of adam and andrea's profile on the amazing race canada website well you get uh andrea of ebony and andrea's <laughs> card and it's like oh they're different people yeah they don't even look alike yeah um they're from the same town though i guess both from montreal uh I actually tried clicking on and Andrea of Ebony and Andrea, and it also takes you to Andrea of Ebony and Andrea. So no help there. Uh, we can go through the facts here. We'll start out with the armpit facts of the week or the cleavage facts of the week or whatever they are. Um, I got to say, I was really looking forward to giving you uh, Andrea's cleavage fact of the week or her right hip fact of the week or something like that. Sadly, we're stuck just with her left bicep and her left elbow. Andrea's left bicep says, The soundtrack to my life is part of your world from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> I love this like super athletic, super aggressive, very sports uh, background. I mean, basically, you know, she's she's borderline professional athlete that The Little Mermaid is the soundtrack to her life. Uh, her left elbow says the sports and activities I played as a kid were get ready for it I think we're going to hit double digits here soccer synchro which I'm guessing is synchronized swimming 
ballet, basketball, painting, and piano. Painting, Rossi. Did you know painting was a, an activity? Or I guess that is an activity, not a sport. Um, is painting your favorite sport? No, I, crocheting. Crocheting. My wife is really good at crocheting, too. I'm going to get her to crochet you a hat one day. Uh, she's really good at crocheting hats, if you ever need to wear a hat there in New Jersey. when you On your trip to Paul, I'm going to get her to crochet you a possum hat. How about that? I'd rather have a Campbell soup hat. Campbell soup. Right. I will get her to do that, and I will mail it to you. Uh, Adam, a.k.a. Sal, <laughs> Jokers. He has the same smile. I can see it totally in this picture here. Uh, your left, or sorry, your right armpit says, My favorite book is 33 Men, Inside the Miraculous Survival and Dramatic Rescue of the Chilean Miners. Uh, made a decent movie. I don't know if you ever saw the movie, The 33, about the Chilean uh, mining disaster. Nope. It was a decent movie. Uh, not amazing, but okay. And... I think that says right, right appendix. It says the last movie that made me cry was Armageddon when Bruce Willis takes Ben Affleck's place. <laughs> is Armageddon a movie that makes men cry or something? Rossi, what were your feelings on Armageddon? Can we just turn this into a mini movie? Never right? saw it. You never saw Armageddon ever? Uh, no. here's, here's a funny story. Um, exact words from when my brother and sister and I saw Armageddon opening night uh, in 1998 when it opened in theaters. Uh, Probably at the same moment, my sister starts crying, and I turn to her and says, Relax, the movie's not that bad. <laughs> so I have my first slam on Michael Bay as my sister was crying at Armageddon. Uh, let's look at the racer files, or as much of it as we can see here. Uh, I'll go through Adam here. Uh, my favorite food is seafood pasta made by Dad. Oh, isn't that sweet? Rossi, did I ever tell you the story about my bad experience with getting food poisoning from seafood pasta? No. I left it out uh, overnight uh, because I was lazy, and when I came home from work the next day, I thought that the sniff test would work on seafood, especially because seafood usually stinks, and I learned a couple hours later that food poisoning is real, and the sniff test does not work on shrimp. Um, soundtrack to my life is Bruce Springsteen Glory Days. I could see him walking out to Glory Days. Uh, if I had a yacht, I would name it No Worries. <laughs> Uh, my favorite emoji is eye-rolling emoji, which he drew very well. Uh, I wanted to grow up to be... First of all, I just want to say, what a weird phrasing the question. I wanted to grow up to be. Shouldn't it be when I grew up, or when I was a kid, I wanted to grow up to be, or uh, I always wanted to grow up to be? What is I wanted to... If, I can't even pronounce it, it seems so weird. I wanted to grow up to be. Am I the only one who think that's, that's weird here? Yes, okay. No. A cop. That's the punchline. I'm glad I made you wait that long. Ooh. When I was young, I played hockey, baseball, soccer, piano. No ballet, synchro, or painting. Uh, your sister has you beat, Adam. Sorry. And my dream vacation would be to go to Southeast Asia with the boys. Who are the boys? Are these his boys? Are they the other boys in the race? Is this the boys, hashtag the boys from the Amazing Race US? I don't know who the boys are. No, no. Maybe idea. it's uh, Sam Paul um, and the Givers from that drinking challenge earlier in the yeah, season. Yeah, those are his new drinking boys, Sam and Paul and the Givers. Uh, Rossi, have you successfully bought up Andrea's thing? I got it up now. Did you get it up? Yeah. All right. Um, her. Do you want to go through it or do you want me to go through it? I can go through it. All right. Uh, her favorite food is lasagna, only her mother's. Oh, that's so good. Um, celebrity crush, Tom Hardy. Uh, I think that's my wife's, too. 
Um, if she had a yacht, she would name it "I Made It." Um. <laughs> I don't know if that's reference to she made it big she, or she made the yacht. She made the yacht. I would assume that Andrea would make the yacht, <laughs> and she'd paint it too. Uh, okay, next one. She wanted to be a pilot. Uh, she didn't want to grow up to be a painter uh, or a basketball player or a ballerina or anything. Uh, the most overused emoji is the teeth gritting one. <laughs> Which Although is really I, poor drawing. She did a really bad job. I, I actually think she was drawing Adam's smile there. Now? Uh, next one. Uh, celebrity spirit animal is Ellen DeGeneres. Uh-huh. And then the last movie that made her cry was Collateral Beauty. Oh, oh that tearjerker Collateral Beauty. Um, we, uh, we picked up... Okay, Ross, are you a fan of Game of Thrones? Uh, I haven't seen an, an episode. Seen, okay. Anyway, um... Game of Thrones. I'm a huge fan, obviously. Okay. <laughs> uh, hashtag Jon Snow lives. Okay. Um, so Game of Thrones, I guess in America, you can get HBO and that's it. Here in Canada, our HBO is different in that HBO isn't really a movie channel. It's only a channel for original content. You have to order all of the movie channels that go along with it. So in order to watch Game of Thrones this past season, I ordered the movie channels for the whole summer. And uh, I basically recorded every single movie that was aired on there, except for Collateral Beauty, where I was going through at the end, what movies have we not recorded and watched in the last two months? Collateral Beauty, and I didn't bother to record it. Um, on Andrea's recommendation, I will go back and record Collateral Beauty now. Woo! And I will tell you if it made me cry more than Armageddon. Uh, no other facts to add on Adam and Andrea, except that we're very sad to see them go. And... Um, Casper's really upset about it. <laughs> he, he wants to see Collateral Beauty. Yeah. No, Casper just finished watching Collateral Beauty. Uh, next week we're going to Sault Ste. Marie, Rossi. I'm sure that you're... Oh my god, my favorite place in Canada. <laughs> I'm sure it's better than Saskatchewan, which I'm knocking Saskatchewan. I should also add here, aside from the fact that it's just the friendly rivalry, um, we just came off of the... Manitoba Bisons season opener, our university football team season opener against Saskatchewan, which my wife and I had tickets to go see on Friday, and then we both came down with the the flu, and we're sick and nauseous. Uh, it wasn't just having watched Titanic coming soon to the Oz Network, but we had to miss that game. And starting in about 20 minutes from the time of recording this, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers will play their annual Labor Day game against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So uh, Bombers are going to win. That's so, going to be a good one. Yeah. Uh, even the Rough Riders aren't the good thing to come to Saskatchewan. It's still corner gas. Uh, Rossi, let's review this quickly. <laughs> Buy it, bin it, rent it before Casper. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to do a mid-rent. Midway rent. Um, like half of it was rentable, so I'm going to give it a rent. See, again, we're agreeing completely this week, but kind of different reviews because I would give it a midway bin. Uh, half of it was okay, but overall, I don't think there was anything special with this episode, and there was enough bad that I can't really recommend it. Well, I'll just watch the, like, back